This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Episode 260, Return of the Last Jedi. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend's plumber. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that he created something, so we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hello, welcome back to Strangers and Aliens. I'm Ben, Ben Avery. I'm here with two of my friends, and they are, in no particular Evan. order, Evan. Hello, it's me. Yeah. And, and, and me, also, of the me's. Steven. That's me. Evan and Steven. Evan, Steven, and Ben. And Ben. Yeah. Ben, ben yes. All our names end in E-N. <laughs> It's true. Actually, my name ends in A-N. Yeah. <laughs> well, common like, mistake. You know, because then he'd be even, not Evan. That would be even better. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, <laughs> so once again, we're off to a rip roaring start. <laughs> As always. Here we go. <laughs> Hey, I know we can make this a little more awkward. Let's talk about Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Hey, how about <laughs> we could, yeah, or yeah, that wasn't that I, awkward I, last I, time. I told you it's awkward already. I, no, I, <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm, I'm curious what this conversation is going to be like. Hmm. Because yeah, there's some places it could go. I just don't know. I just don't know. So we did our uh, road trip to Star Wars The Last Jedi. And if you listen to Strangers and Aliens, you know what a road trip is. And that is where we talk about it before the movie and we talk about it after the movie. And we did that. So Evan and I have been on record once already uh, right after we watched this movie, Star Wars The Last Jedi. Since that time, fans have gotten just i mean fist fights have erupted metaphorically online between fans and people are just ripping ripping into this thing as the worst thing that ever possibly ever happened ever in life or the best and or then the there's best. other people who yeah. are yeah they're just like this is the second coming of something you know i don't know what <laughs> but the second coming of something and yeah, and so uh, so since Evan and I saw it and had our our conversation kind of about it, we've we've both seen it again. Mm-hmm. The world has seen it. The fans have spoken. Rotten Tomatoes has has come out the gate and said critics love this movie and everyone else hates it. 
<laughs> it's it's been labeled a, a critical and box office failure because it doesn't yeah. live up to what it was supposed to, you, you know, even though it had what half a billion dollars. But China pulled it from theaters within two weeks because the actors were too ugly. What? Yeah. Really? That was one of the reasons. I don't know if wow. it's speculation or if it's like some sort of, you know, polling Who's or ugly? something. But the, well, it's not that they were ugly. It's that they're not as attractive as the actors that are in Avengers or something to ah. that effect. Oh. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. So, so all Hulk, Hulk fans out there. <laughs> the thing people is. Are, people are wearing high waisted pants and taking pictures of themselves. They are. <laughs> it's crazy. And so we are going to be talking about Star Wars The Last Jedi in this episode. And as we do so, we will be spoiling things. So if you have not seen the movie, uh, you know, and and according to the Internet, I mean, no one's watching this movie because it's so terrible. Uh, I mean, it's the highest grossing movie of 2017. But no one's no one's watching it. Also, according to the Internet, everyone watched this movie and loved it except for people who are just out to you know go against the flow women and then there's people who have taken it upon themselves to re-edit the entire film oh my goodness (laughs) how did they even get the entire film to edit it uh they got it from camcorder recordings from the movie theater is that for real yeah one of them at least when i heard of it and they edited it out all the women and all of the activity that the women did yeah in the movie so it, yeah. if if they couldn't edit the women out you know there are certain women you just can't edit them out because they're in shots you know yeah. I, can, I can only imagine <laughs> that so, they did it they did it sort of like tongue-in-cheek because no no no, no they did no not. no yeah no, because but if they couldn't edit them out they they really worked on making it so they didn't have anything to actually do no it, <laughs> steve this is not tongue-in-cheek this was people who were very upset about the role of men in this movie. And, and they would rather have a 45-minute movie. About they're making their point, man. They're making their point. That men... That's their Aren't. point. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they're oh, making man. their point. I mean, I, if, I had, if I had a chance to edit the movie, I would have cut... Well, we I guess we can get into that. We can get into that later when we actually start talking about our opinions. But yeah, the the, the whole thing about we get to have opinions. Yeah, we do. We do. Now oh, again, I gotta write that down. Well, make sure you write down. I can have an opinion as long as it matches Ben's. Like that's the I yeah. can have. Yes, Steve. We've discussed this in the past. Okay. <sighs> All right. Wow. Ooh, yeah. Freeing. Very freeing. But. Yeah, no, this was ridiculous. And and I've seen some well-written and well-thought-out things about how men are um, diminished, you know, and the role of heroism and, and that kind of thing is diminished. And I think it's well-written. It's it's not – I don't think it's right, <laughs> but it's it's well-written um, because a lot of the things that they're talking about in the movie, I think, or that they're talking about in those, like, those essays are actually, I think, really strong points of the movie – because those bits, especially talking about like heroes doing things, you know, it, but that doesn't work out the way it should or the way you would in a, in a typical movie kind of gets into some of the realism and, and making it a little more, I don't know, realistic. But anyway, we need to start and we need to start in one place. And that is crank it up. Evan and I have been on record 
and just yeah. the the uh, just just to quickly talk about the record that we went on. I I really liked the Last Jedi. Evan did not really like the Last Jedi, but didn't hate it. He just didn't like it as correct. Much. Yeah. Um. And and so Evan made a list of all the Star Wars movies, and it was the last one. Uh, it was. Yeah. Uh, so Holiday special came in, I think, two or three places. That's above. not on the list. <laughs> <laughs> What about all those Ewoks uh, movies from the 80s? No, theatrically released live action Star Wars films. A very Jar Jar Thanksgiving. Is that a thing? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No. Uh, Okay. So, and and I put it up in my my top like tier of I really, really like these movies. And so that's, that's how it landed for me. It's how it landed for Evan. But Steve. Yes. We have not heard from you. Where did this land for you? How did this land for you? We want to hear your reaction to Star Wars Last Jedi. Before we do, once again, this is the last warning. All bets are off as far as spoilers go. We are going to spoil this movie. And so, Steve, you do not have to hold back on any plot details or anything like that. As you talk about your thoughts on Star Wars the Last Jedi. Let's hear it, man. Okay. I can sum up this movie in three words. Ah, amazing. For like real? Ah, amazing, period. Um, <laughs> um, amazing. Wait, wait. Let me just, I'll, I'm just going to blast, okay? Like, who is Ray? Who cares? She's nobody. Just like you, viewer. Nobody. Snoke? he's a bad guy who cares about his background. He dies. That's what bad guys do best. And he did a great job dying. Uh, wh- wh- what's up with Luke Skywalker? Uh, it's like, who cares? You get him. You you got like a, a glimpse of him last. You get the whole movie of him this time. The Knights of Ren, they were boring in the first thing. They were like a flashback or was it a dream or who cares? It's like, uh, you don't need him. You, you get Ren. You get Ren. Steve. You, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. Or, or well, I'm just blasting. Actually, uh, but I'm, th- just, I'm just, I'm just blasting through. I just, I want to, I want to like, just like, I'm, I'm Keep overturning. Going, I'm overturning all these things that people had a problem with the movie. Uh-huh. I'm like lightsaber duel. It's like everybody had a lightsaber. It's like you don't need a lightsaber duel. Is everyone's using a lightsaber? And one guy even used a lightsaber with the force. It's like he didn't even use his hands. Epic, epic, Ugh, man. Okay, uh, it's just like okay, Canto Bite. Okay, H- how fantastic was that? It was like the Cantina plus gambling, I guess. And okay, <laughs> yes, okay, yes, the, the, the Cantina was was probably technically better. And also, they've done gambling places in you know the Star Wars comic book, and the. The comic strip in episode two in episode two so you know okay well just okay let's go uh, um uh I, I don't mean to, to disrespect her I'm, I'm forgetting the girl's name the girl you know the girl ray the girl ray the, no the other girl rose rose it's like it's this was the cool part it was like they go on this like video game sidetrack 
through the like like it takes up like half the movie. They 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 sidetrack through Canto Bite, and it seems like it's taking like like a couple of weeks or something. But no, it must take like a couple of hours because that's like how long they're they're gone with the fleet. But it's like they're doing this stuff, and it means like like nothing, like a video game. Like, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, you must do this. And you get sent on this little sidetrack thing and then you get back and the car that you had to get blows up and you still have to go on with the regular thing. So it's like, you get this little video game vibe in there. And it's like, yeah, whoa, that's pretty cool. And okay, was this was this a comedy? Because <laughs> jokes, you got them. I mean, it was like <laughs> joke after joke, this movie. It was like Thor on steroids. Wait a minute. No. No, Thor was already on steroids. But anyway, it was like, I mean, the whole movie starts out with a yo mama joke. And I mean, it was like, hello? Uh, I, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I was like, no way. This is the this is the Star Wars comedy that the holiday special promised it would be and didn't pay off. Okay. I'm like, what's the deal with that? Okay. Um, uh, Captain Phasma. We get Captain Phasma back again. And, okay, yeah, like for two minutes. But, you know, it was like the whole buildup. It's like, who's Captain Phasma? And all that stuff. And, you know, I mean, she's a villain. So she dies. That's what villains do. They die, right? So no big deal, okay? Stormtroopers. Okay, well, this goes back to episode four. And Obi-Wan Kenobi, who we've done an episode on how bad Obi-Wan Kenobi was. Right. We did a whole episode on the bad choices that Obi-Wan Kenobi did throughout this, the whole thing. Right. This goes back to that because we all know stormtroopers can't shoot for beans. It follows through every single movie, except except when the stormtroopers attack the sandcrawler. And Ben Kenobi says these shots are so accurate. Only Imperial stormtroopers are this accurate. And this is a Jedi. He's traveled the entire galaxy, probably. Or you know, he's not immortal, so I guess he's you know seen multiple parts of it, or a lot of it. Anyway, he's the one that would know about these stormtroopers. Or does he? He's been stuck on Tatooine, like secretly taking care of Luke miles away from where he is. So he doesn't know anything about stormtroopers. So when he says that in episode four, he's probably just manufacturing that. He doesn't really mean that because every single other movie plays it out. These are terrible shots. Nobody can hit the broadside of a, a big thing in star Wars <laughs> because they don't have barns. So it's like no big deal. Right. And, you know, okay, it's like, what else do you, it's like, you have Hoth again. It's like, how epic was Hoth? Like in 1980, it came out in May, but in, in December and in the January 1981, you know, what you're playing with your Star Wars figures and you can finally play with them in the snow. And you're like, this is cool. I can play with, except for R2-D2 because the paper that was around if you left him out in the snow, which I actually did once. I dropped him on my way to school and I found him on the way back. And it was kind of cool because it looked like he had been like, you know, shot with a blaster or something. It looked like he had some damage. So it was kind of a cool thing. But anyway, don't play with R2-D2 in the snow, kids. That's my that's my little thing. Okay. Um, but anyway, you get, it's basically you get Hoth again. Well, 
it's it's like Hoth, but it's not Hoth. I mean, it's white, and you get the the walkers. But instead of them having this like amazing exit plan, it's like they back themselves into a corner with uh, uh, really absolutely no way to get out. And the thing is, they don't learn from Hoth about how the walkers, like you can get them from behind. So, you know, it's just all frontal assault. And then they dig a trench just like in Hoth, on Hoth, you know, a trench to put those soldiers who uh, can't really um, affect the, uh, the things that are walking straight towards them. It's like that other video game, the Empire Strikes Back video game. Remember that from Atari? And you're sitting there and you're shooting the, the, the walkers and you're shooting 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 the walkers. And then guess what happens? Every single game ends with the walkers actually getting to the base. You can't win. It's like a no-win situation. So it's sort of like a cool callback to that. So, you know, when people have a problem with this movie, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. I mean, it's the comedy that you always wanted. Action? You you got action all over the place. I mean, the resistance doing the stuff that it's like it's like they always do the same thing, trying to like make that huge grand gesture to destroy something. And then, you know, still having a lot of other stuff to do. And even like, you know, the end of Return of the Jedi, they destroy the second Death Star, the Emperor. Darth Vader is dead. And then I guess in that the short time between Return of the Jedi and and the uh, the first of these new trilogy like an entire other empire has has risen up. Where do they get all this stuff? I mean, I guess they could have had all the other stuff. But wouldn't like a the rebellion have like really done a job of like weeding that stuff out and keeping a lot of it for themselves? I don't know, I'm just sort of throwing that out there. But anyway, um, yeah, and you get um, uh, oh uh, Yoda's back. Yoda makes a joke. Come on, <laughs> Yoda making the jokes, just like old times. I mean, it's just like you know, so so interesting how he completely negates the whole thing with the Force. But you know, well, my big thing with the Force was anyway. Remember, I mean, did did I ever tell you guys my problem with the Force? Did we ever talk Star Wars in like a big way before? I don't know. Either way. But it's like, you know, you got the dark side of the Force and you have the light side of the Force and it's all the Force. So it's like, why are they fighting? It's just searching for balance. Why don't they just say, hey, you know what? Let's find that balance between the light side and the dark side. And, you know, when Ray and uh, Ren... And their names are so similar. It's kind of weird. But anyway, they're like touching each other through the force. And you can sort of see, and you know, that cool effect that they were doing this sort of, you know, back and forth. And then it's like, it's like, I was, I was like, they're going to do it. They're going to find that, that mystical middle ground, that gray area, that area that nobody wants to go to. And they're actually going to do it. And, you know, I'm hoping for the, the next movie, it gets into that. I'm sort of, Fingers crossed, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, um, so anyway, yeah, I mean, uh, on, on, on a scale of one to 999, I would give this like a thousand plus. 
Am I still on? Are you guys still there? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I just had to. I just had to blast. I mean, that was like. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You, All right. You did. You did. And we. <laughs> yep. So, uh, is there anything else to talk about with this? <laughs> <laughs> well. Um. So I still can't tell if you're sarcastic or not. Yeah, well, I, 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 I think I finally figured what? it out. What? Um, what do you mean you can't tell if I'm sarcastic or not? What does that even mean? Hey, Evan? Yeah? Um, you know Foster's <laughs> Home for Imaginary Friends? I do know that show, Ben. Uh, yeah, you, you've watched that show, right? A lot. Yeah, they did a episode recently. Well, they didn't do it recently. We recently it. we watched it recently. Where <laughs> okay. they, were, they were teaching Blue about sarcasm. It was really really funny because they couldn't tell if he actually didn't know what sarcasm was, or if he was just being sarcastic to them about it. Was it a comedy episode awesome. like it was this movie? Really was? really funny. Uh, <laughs> this was like the Star Trek Four of Star Wars. I or I yeah. don't know what that means. Star Trek Four was the one where they go to Earth. <laughs> And get the whales, and so oh yeah, okay, I've seen that. Yeah, a lot of, looking lot for of, nuclear vessels, a lot of fish out of water vessels. comedy kind of stuff going on. So, yeah. mm. um, and they're using using swear words incorrectly and things like that. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, let me laugh a minute, just like this one. See, and and this is where you're losing me here, Steve, because wow. um, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think it was funny. Uh, no, I, Steve, that's not where you're losing me. Where you're losing me uh, is porgs. that the porgs. <laughs> that's all I got to say. The porgs. <laughs> the porgs. Okay, <laughs> I'm scared, Ben. No, I, I'm not scared. I, I'm a little nervous because, you know, we, we let you do that for 10 minutes. And and we do have a, a large number of, of listeners who did really like the movie. And, you know, some people do take mockery of something they like as mockery of themselves for liking it and so mockery. yeah yeah so we this is, where, this is where you know we gotta be careful and, and and you know and make sure people know you know it's okay it's you okay. said i had to have steve's, your opinion steve's my, uh, your my, your opinion was it was it was a positive movie right yeah 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 and actually a lot of the things you're talking about are things that i i really really liked um, okay but uh, yeah, we just if those of you who are listening right now, remember that this is this is this is Steve. Steve's opinion reflects his opinion, and and Evans reflects his, and mine reflects mine, and and we we mine reflects Ben's. Absolutely, right? do deal. not do not endorse the <laughs> idea that um you know you're you're less than intelligent for liking this or not liking it. So what? Yeah, who said that? Just want to make sure people know. So that's, I'm just putting it out there so people know. That's all I'm doing. Less than intelligent who? Yeah, and, and honestly, if if you've been saying a, what much of what you were saying and actually meant it, you, you are reflecting my opinion on a lot of that stuff. It, it's it's true. But well, yeah. uh, Ben, <laughs> that's from our outline. Though our outline said, uh, "Here's Steve's reaction." So that was Steve's reaction. Yep. <laughs> so you saw it a second time. Yeah, I did. Right? I did. So did it did it uh did it change your opinion at all or Yes, it did. It same. It did change my opinion, uh, Evan. It changed my opinion uh slightly more positive. Hmm. Um yeah, it did. 
I I think that the Last Jedi is one of the mo- one of if not the most spiritually significant Star Wars movies that there is, as far as spiritual uh, concepts and ideas that I could actually hang my hat on. Not everything. Don't get me wrong. Not everything. This is still a secular movie made by secular people for a secular audience. Um, but just some of the ideas that that were there, it's just like wow, yeah. There's there's really something to this. So, which I, parts? Oh, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But I thought we were getting to that. Sorry. Yeah, no, <laughs> I my my opinion changed, and it was uh, to make it slightly more positive. So okay, yeah, yeah. You saw it a second time as well, though, Evan. I did. Yeah. Yes. And, and uh, my opinion was also slightly more positive. Um, what changed I, for you? Well, okay, so the first time I watched it, and and let me just address the public here, the listeners. I have, I think I, I've identified that I have trouble uh, coming right out of the theater and giving an objective opinion about the movie because I have all the feels going on, usually. So, and you guys, if you remember the uh, Civil War episode, I had trouble, trouble with that. And same thing here with uh, with Star Wars. I think I was real sour about Luke and uh, them killing Luke and uh, the ending that he had. Because when you're, I, and I think many people would uh, identify with this when you're little, you know, and you you watch the Star Wars movies, and then that's you know, Return of the Jedi is the end. Everybody rides off into the sunset. You kind of get your own uh, thoughts about and, and hopes for what happens to the characters. And oh, how they spend dreams. the rest of the yeah, how they spend the rest of their lives, how they eventually do die, and so finally, when the story actually gets told, uh, it can be a little bit uh, jarring, I guess. Uh, and so I, I was real struggling with that the, the first time, and just with my feelings about that. And and watching it the second time, I like what they did. I'm fine with what they did with him. Um, it. You know, I'm I am not in charge of the character, and this is the story they wanted to tell, and they told it, and I am okay with that, and I I liked what they did with him. Um, you know, I'd also say with that is that some of those stories you're talking about where maybe you wanted the a different ending for him, some of those stories have been told, right in the you know, it, legends, uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. those those things do exist out there in the form of fan fiction, and also in the form of uh, the old, the old canon, uh, and so you do actually have the opportunity if you want to go and, and read some of these other other things of him, him training the other Jedi and and yeah, and, the Yuuzhan Vong. Yeah, go read those Yuuzhan Vong stories if you want to okay. really like really <laughs> cool. I mean, like and uh, it's, that's, it's the, a, that's the invasion story, right? Yeah, it's it's from outside the galaxy, so it's like mm. nothing that, that that ever of everything that they've seen before. This is nothing they've ever seen before. It was outside the galaxy, and it just cool, you know, epic, epic series. Cool, I might check it out. Um, and then uh, watching through a second time, I really picked up on those themes of failure, uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I I was much more accepting of those the second time around. Um, but overall, I still came out of the movie with just a sour feeling, and uh, I still don't really like it. Um, there is one thing, though, that has uh, has 
the potential to change my view of the film forever and elevate it to the very heights of my love of Star Wars. Wow. Would you like to hear that reason? Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's why we're here. Right. <laughs> you Imagine see, if he said no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very true. Yeah, all right, let's just go on. Um, you see, in this movie, we are introduced more prominently to the power of force projection, the where force? you can. Did you say the force? force? No, force projection, where you can project a force image of yourself, of your consciousness, of your spirit, let's say, through the galaxy to another place to interact with other people. And, and it's, it's it's physical too. It has like a physical actual. Yes, yes. And you element. also have the ability to customize this projection's appearance. As mm -hmm. we'll note, Luke is much younger. His hair changes when he is projected across the galaxy, and it really reminds me of another person who decided to change their appearance when appearing as a force projection or ghost, if you will. In Return of the Jedi, and I believe that that person's name is Anakin Skywalker, who chose to appear as his younger self, much as his son now in this new movie chooses to appear as his younger self when projecting himself to other people. And therefore, it has uh, added plausibility and possibly canonized rather effectively uh, Hayden Christensen and Anakin Skywalker in Return of the Jedi. And for that, I am eternally grateful, and it could be uh, my favorite thing that's ever happened. And Wait a minute, universe. you, you like Hayden Christensen's appearance in Return of the Jedi? Yeah. We, we, we've talked about this. <laughs> yes, and, we you, have. Know, you know what, honestly, Evan, if if they were to on screen, uh, or I guess anywhere really, um, say that you choose how you look as a Force ghost after you die, I would totally accept that. Cool. Like, now, they haven't said that, and, and you're talking about luke choosing to do something while he's alive and then the natural progression of what happens after you're dead uh and so it's two different things but if they did actually bring it out and say you know when you die the you, you however however it is that you become a force ghost because my understanding was that um qui-gon had in he he was the one who kind of figured out how to do it and mm -hmm. and he pass that information on to Obi-Wan and Yoda and maybe some others. I don't know. Um, and, and so Anakin also got that information apparently, but, uh, yes, if they were to say that when you passed, as you passed from the physical realm into the force realm and became a force ghost, you were able to choose and decide what you were. I'd accept that. See, but Ben, that's a lot of exposition, and I think we can, no, as intelligent no, no. We, beings, I, we no, can. No, we, it we, needs to be explained. I don't oh, yeah. think so. I caveat, think we can. Caveat, caveat. I think we can infer, and uh, we don't need the movie to, you know, spell things out for us. We can no, figure no, it out ourselves. And if you want to and, write that into your head canon, Evan, you are more than welcome to. Well, I'm just saying, I think Star Wars is writing into everybody's canon. Because know, these like, these powers seem very no. very similar, Evan. In what Evan, they're I'm just going to stop you right there, and you're not going to convince me because it is two <laughs> it is two different things. Yeah, it's a living thing and a dead thing. I mean, what you can do living is different than what you can do dead. Unless they were to say something and, and right. give us reason to believe something else. And for yeah. you, the reason that they give you to believe something else is that that's what you want to believe, and that's cool. I'm Scully, and you're Mulder. You want to believe? <laughs> I don't. I, I need to be skeptical on this one. Uh, speaking uh, of uh, X-Files, Steve, have you watched X-Files? 
They've haven't had, had a chance to yet. No. Ah, uh, yeah. I'll let you know if it gets good. But I've seen t- <laughs> I've seen two of the three episodes that they've aired so far, and those first two episodes they got better between one and the other. But oh my goodness, it was a rough like start. Rough star, start. One and a half. One and a half stars. Oh man. Yeah, there's a reason why we're not doing (laughs) – our schedule does not have X-Files on it after watching that first X-Files episode. I was just – oh, I I don't think we need to do what we did last time. Okay. So, (sighs) yeah. (laughs) Thanks for saving me from that, by the way. No, I I do feel like I'm helping you dodge a bullet here. Uh, You're you're right there, buddy. You're like my bulletproof vest. I am your friend on the X-Files season 11. Yeah. And it's funny because we have the exact same opinion about this movie, too. So, <clears throat> yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> yeah, well. let's let's move on then. Uh, and hey, how come Jar Jar doesn't get a force ghost? How come that not? Because he's not a Jedi. No, he, he's <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. The force surrounds us. It penetrates us it binds the galaxy together you're right and it's also probably indistinguishable between living bodies and floating spirits and can probably do all the same things regardless of whether you're technically alive <laughs> okay, or dead. so there's some weird agendas going on right now <laughs> like, i just wanted to talk about this movie. <laughs> i can go with the jar jar being immortal okay i go with that <sighs> All right, so Evan, anyway. you, you've come in. You've, you've, your agenda's out there, right? The whole Force Ghost thing. You've talked about it. Yes. Okay. I have. All right. Okay. Good. Steve, your ten-minute rant. It's it's done, right? We're, we're we can actually talk you, about what you think about this movie. Did you cut it down to ten minutes? Is that what you're going to do in post? Uh, I think, judging by my counter, I mean, so far there's nothing to cut out. But um... okay. Well, okay. Here's the deal. If you look at this movie as learning through mistakes and that's the theme of the movie then boy did they get it on the nose because it's like all mistakes it's like when did they when do they not make a mistake you know it's like every single thing you could say yes but they could have done that a little bit better yeah he could have done that you know what he could, that could have played out a little bit better. And I understand learning through mistakes. I, I do. I think you're, I think it's a little more nuanced than just learning through mistakes though, because the mistakes that they made are mistakes. If they had done that in a different movie, it wouldn't have been a mistake. I mean, if we start out with Poe at the beginning, right? Where he's like, no, we can take this thing down. We can, we can go. And he's disobeying orders and turns off the mm-hmm. radio and right. and they take this thing down, but then what happens? They lost so many people, and yeah. they fly away from this thing like they fly like they flew away from the Death Star, right? Yeah, and and of course, it, the tone is different when they return. But the idea here is this: we can do it, we can do it, yeah, we can do it. But Poe has upfront credit shields on. You know, I mean, he Mm -hmm. is one of the main characters, and so he has main character shields. And the Mm -hmm. other people who are behind him don't. Now, in other movies, we get Porkins for half a minute, you know, (laughs) and and he's, you know, we see him in in eight different shots, 40 seconds of screen time, and he dies, you know, and we don't care about Porkins. We care about the Bombardier girl because we care about Porkins. Well, I do too. I mean, I I have his action figure. I I just picked it up. It's in my hand right now. But. Um, but I want to get a Rose action figure. 
Because yeah. Rose, we care about her sister. Why? Because we meet Rose. And Rose right. is a real person. And I think this is a lot more about the difference between heroes and real people and how little of a difference there is between them other than their actions. In a lot of movies, the hero, when he does what he does, it's right because he did it. Mm -hmm. And in this movie, it's a very, very different thing. It's yeah, not it's right because wrong. he did it. Well, no, it's not all <laughs> wrong either. But well, it's most. because if you look at what if you look at what Poe was doing and then look at what the Admiral does, where she does the suicide run. Right. You know, she was I, wrong in, in shutting him out of the chain of command. No, no, no. You know? She was not wrong shutting him out of the chain of command. She was wrong in how he dealt. she dealt with him for sure, though. She did not have to give him the plan, but she should have at least let on the fact that there is a plan. Right. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, and, and so, I mean, but again, you know, as far as military chain of command, I, I have a very civilian understanding of it. Okay. But my understanding is, you know, unless you find an order to be morally wrong, you follow the order, even mm -hmm. if you don't understand why they're giving it. And, right. and in this situation now, this is also, is this an official military? I mean, they have right. ranks and stuff like that, but this is a rebellion. That's a ragtag fleet, you know, fleeing the Cylon of tyranny. And it's, <laughs> but they, they must've had some sort of like, you know, some, some organization before the, the third Reich. I'm sorry. The, um, well, there absolutely is some sort of organization because they have ranks and he's demoted. Right. You know, right. And, right. and that, so, I mean, so there's, he's not following the chain of command. Mm hmm she's following the chain of command. She doesn't have to explain herself to him. He's a right, subordinate but, officer, but there's no unity of command. You know, it's like, well, you're going to have people butting heads, Steve is you mean, are, but when the universe is on, I mean, the, the galaxy is on the line. You're just like, you're going to demote this guy in, in the middle of, you know, the, the, <laughs> in the here's, middle of a huge battle. And here's the Princess difference. Leia demoted him. Leia demoted him. But you get the impression that Leia would have let him in on it. Maybe. Yeah. It, it, and, and yes, if he had known the plan, he would not have done what he did. He would not have right. done what he did. Even if he knew that there was a plan, if she had just said, you know, and that's another thing, communication across the chain of command. It's if, even if she had just said, you know, trust me, I have something going on. Can't tell you about it right now. And Leia's yes. in a coma. Yep. So, you know, let's just let's just toe the line here. You know, and, I mean, yeah. has she done anything else to, to cast aspersions on her? I don't think so. You know, Leia has complete confidence in her. And within a course of, you know, a couple hours, Poe goes mutiny. <laughs> it's like, Whoa, that everybody's desperate. Everybody's desperate. They're going to die. Admiral Akbar's gone. Yeah. And yeah, I, <laughs> he died in a trap. Yeah. 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 <laughs> The, the thing oh, is, again, oh, that mutiny, the, 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 the Poe mutiny, again, in a different movie, we would have been rooting for him and would have been the right thing to do. Why? Because he did it. And he was the one who, who he is the moral compass because he is the hero. And I think this is part of the problem of this movie that I think some people aren't latching onto it because it is saying things about those other movies that you liked that you don't like it is saying that, you know, the mutineer is actually a troublemaker and causes, mm -hmm. you know, and, and makes it difficult for the leader to lead. 
Right. And so it's it's saying things like that. And this is watching this movie. I, I appreciate what it's saying. I understand people don't like the Canto Bite stuff. And when I came out of it the first time, I thought to myself, you know, that whole segment could have been just taken out. And going back in the second time, I'm like, you know what? It's still a little slow. It's still not the best scenes in the whole thing. And, you know, part of it feels like, yeah, a, a video game side mission or just, you know, just one more set piece. You know, it, it, it feels like something more out of an Indiana Jones movie where it's just yeah. one more set piece. Why? Because it's been 10 minutes and we haven't had one yet. They needed a spectacle. Yeah. But you know, that's, that's that they, whole sequence there is all about the normal people and it's all about the underbelly and it's all mm-hmm. about the people who are below the gloss and, and who are, you know, just normal people like Rose. I know, but the thing is they could have just had a Rose, you know, more Rose and, and looking at the underbelly of the ship where she was, you know, and, and shown her in that situation. They didn't have to like keep hammering it in. It's like, People are, you know, underclass people are pretty, pretty poorly treated. And look, we're going to show you some even more underclass people who are even worse poorly treated. It's we, like you already did that. Yeah, we, we get we get four groups of people in this in this movie, and mm-hmm. one group is the um, not the empire, the uh, first uh, order, the first order. One group is the resistance, not the rebellion, but the resistance. Uh, one group is then the the wealthy the upper class. And then another group is the lower class and you have the upper class in Canto bite. And there is no first order presence there really. And there doesn't need to be, I mean, they don't care about what's going on because they are still wealthy. They don't have to care what's going Mm -hmm. on. The first order is allowing them to keep their wealth and to keep their privilege. And then right. you have the underprivileged. You have the slave class who are on that planet. And, you know, that broom kid is what what Tim called him, uh, my son, when we were in the <laughs> van right after the, the movie. And that's actually – I've seen people latch on to that name. Not that my son invented it, but um, I was just glad that oh, I – that kid that had the electric broom that, like, came to his hand. Like, the, yeah. as like, he the, had, like, I, I, was, I was glad that my son had named him that and I heard my son call him that before I heard anyone else call him that. Not that anyone's calling him that because my son did, but um, <laughs> I was glad that I got to hear it from my son first. Anyway, um, Broom Kid becomes this thing where, he, again, he helps people in the face of powerful, powerful authority. And he helps, he helps uh, Finn and Rose escape. Why? Because it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And so, so you have these weak heroes who are doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And then you have this strong charismatic hero who is doing the wrong thing because it feels like the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And then at the end you have him, he gives the order to Finn. No, turn around. We got to get out of here. And Finn is going to go on the suicide run. And he, and so Finn is going to do what the Admiral did. And so you have all these situations that are very similar, but there's just a nuance to them. And it's not just about making mistakes and you got to learn from your mistakes. It's about learning to be a leader. It's about learning not to just, you know, lead with charisma, but to lead with wisdom. At the beginning, Poe led with charisma. At the end, he led with wisdom. And yes, yes. Going into the rabbit hole with no other exit. That was, yeah, that's 
a problem. It's definitely a problem. Uh, and, and I understand a lot of the issues people have with this movie. It's just the issues people have with this movie for me aren't issues. Okay. So, yeah, it's, and it's really an interesting movie in that way too, because people see the same thing and say the same thing. Evan and I were saying the same thing. Yeah. But having such different feelings, even though the words were the same. So yep. it's, it's just an interesting film and, and uh, yeah. And, and there, there's just so much to it for me. So that's, that's how it changed after my second viewing. Gotcha. Yeah. Coming, coming out of the second time for me, I was still, still not a fan of the Snoke and uh, Kylo Ren stuff, which is, I think is the biggest, the biggest uh, reason why I don't like the, what they've done in the movie. Now, I keep telling people this could all change for me if they, depending on what they do in uh, the next one, because what they do with the characters uh, could totally change how I feel with the things that went on in this one. So. Right, because this is a middle chapter. Correct. And and so there are there are still revelations to be made. The interesting thing is you started with J.J. Abrams. And then you have Ryan Johnson come and Ryan Johnson did his own thing. It wasn't it wasn't that Ryan Johnson came and took J.J. Abrams plans for episode eight and then did his his spin on it. He took episode seven and just said, OK, where would I go from here? And, right. And yeah. so now you Which have the same thing happening. Like it. Well, yeah. but now you have the same thing happening where you have the, the original guy coming back. And he's so he. He okay. How do I how do I take this and 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 how do I uh, adjust this or how do I follow up on it? And I'm really curious if J.J. Abrams is going to try and swing things back around toward where his I brain so. was headed, or if he's going to take these threads that have been laid down for him and 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 follow them to what he would think would be the logical conclusion. I really hope he swings it back to what he was originally thinking because I hope he doesn't. I, uh, yeah. No, I, I, I'm not I, surprised. I wouldn't. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. I, I don't want him to go back to what he was originally thinking. I want him to take what's happened now and say, okay, this is going in a completely different direction. I don't know where Ryan Johnson was going with it. I don't care. Just like he didn't care where I was going. And, and he just takes it into his own direction, but his own new direction. That's what I want him to do. See, the thing is, I, I had... A, an experience where I was the editor of a multi-writer story. And it was like after the first couple of episodes were written, I had to sit down and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. No one is picking up the threads. No one is like following through. It's like you're introducing new characters and then you might use one or two of the things in the first chapter, but you're otherwise it's just completely lost. And so I had to write out this like whole manifesto. I'm like, where is this character? What is this character doing? Where did this character come from? Why does this contradict this? Over and over again. And I, the thing never got finished because it was so all over the place and nothing was getting answered. Not, nothing was getting tied up. And there was another time where I was, I was a writer in a multi-author thing like that. And it just kept going on and on, and no one was picking up anything. The difference here—the difference here is it's only two guys now. Yeah, I, mean, I know. It's two but guys in a story it's... team, but it's two guys, and one of those two guys is writing the third chapter. 
that has right. to be the ending. And so right. I, I think that's part of the difference there between but that I mean, kind what, of thing and, and this. What if, what if he's like, you know what? Snoke's coming back. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> would know? be the best thing in the universe. <laughs> but what oh, if he's just I like, you know so what? Happy. I, I wanted Snoke to be the big, you know, I wanted him to be the, the, the Death Star too. You know, Absolutely. I wanted him to be the big, and I'm, I'm just going to, you know, just bring this. I don't care how. You know, he's a force ghost, just like Luke or something like that. No, but let me and just okay, go ahead, keep going. Sorry, and and then just bring it back to what he wanted, and then it's just going to not be picking up all the little plot threads that Johnson left there. No, no, no. Here's what you do with it, though. You don't bring you don't bring Snoke back. You bring Snoke's dad, or you bring I mean, you bring <laughs> someone else from Snoke's place, and so we get Snoke's backstory through someone else Snoke who's Jr. even well. <laughs> Who's, who's he, you know, maybe Snoke is John the Baptist and, and here comes the the other Snoke who's force boots. He isn't fit to tie, but maybe Snoke is like Grendel. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, but seriously, Snoke's mom, you bring in another character that is tied into Snoke's mission. And yeah. so you don't even have, you don't have to bring Snoke back. You bring in someone who's even bigger and worse. Super. That'd be great. And, and, I mean, there's plenty of ways you can do this. Now, was if J.J. Abrams did that, he is now going based on, okay, Ryan Johnson killed Snoke. So what can I do now? And it's not how do I get back to my original vision? It's how do I take this new vision and run with it and make it an original vision? That's the way you do it. I don't know. I think if it were I. Is that correct English? Who knows? No, I think no. me, me would um, probably just whatever I wanted to have accomplished with the start. Use use my original ending as much as I possibly can without you know obviously going against uh, stuff that actually was. A, I, I'm not going to bring Luke Skywalker back, you know things like that. But if it were me, if it were I. If me were doing it, if the person, my, if the person who it was to be, was to be you. Yes. 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 Well said. Uh, yeah. So by, by me. Um, so you still didn't like the, the Snoke thing, Steve, um, mm-hmm. you mentioned something in your okay. sarcasm. And, and so this is where I, I, I need to ask you if you really meant this or not. The whole idea, Sox? the whole idea of Ray being nobody and that's okay because that's like us do you do you agree with that statement do you like that idea because i totally that that resounds deeply with me the thing is when i watched star wars in the beginning i was luke skywalker you know i watched it and i said you know oh here's just a regular guy and you know then all of a sudden you find out about his father and it's like, whoa, it was like this amazing revelation. You really didn't want to believe it. But then, you know, in the end, when it turns out to be that thing and there's that whole, you know, I have problems with how Return of the Jedi ended. But we won't get into that. Um, but, you know, the whole redemption issue and all that stuff. And you could see that play out. And it's sort of like, you know, how the sins of the father are, you know, brought onto the sins of the son, you know, the son mm-hmm. of the second generation and stuff. And, you know, in Return of the Jedi, you see Luke going into Jabba's palace 
And what does he do? He uses a force choke on the Gamorrean guard. A force choke is the dark side of the force. So he's already starting to do this stuff like his dad. But he gets rid of it. He purges himself. He drops a lightsaber. He says, no, I'm not going to do it. And, you know, even though he does try to strike and, you know, they do the lightsaber thing and Darth Vader, it's that whole redemption issue, you know. And that's what I'm looking at as that whole first trilogy. The second trilogy, let's not talk about. And then you have this one where Ray is just a regular person. Well, that's what Luke was in the first movie. So for three years, Luke was that character. He was able to, you know, the, the writing made him change into this character who had more of a history. <clears throat> you know, his father wasn't just a, um, you know, a really good uh, spaceship pilot. But um, that's not the question, though. The, the question is, <laughs> was, was that real? When you said that, like y- you said it and then everything you were saying, just just tell me, do you like the idea of of Ray being uh, coming from from parentage that is not special coming from a family that is not exceptional it's it's not that i don't like it it's that i sort of was expecting something more because of the first trilogy and when you get this it's sort of like oh so the character has like nothing interesting to go back to. And, and, and in some ways you might think that Ren is, is lying or shading the truth or something like that. So maybe there's more of a revelation in the third, uh, third, third one. I don't know. Let's hope but so. as it stands now, it's just sort of like, okay, she's ordinary like Luke was, but now you just get, basically Darth Vader saying, no, I'm not special. You know, you're not special instead of you are special. So you get the bad guy telling her that she's ordinary instead of the bad guy telling her that she's something special. But how do you feel about that? Do you like that or not? Like that's, it's, it's just so up in the air. I don't know if I can trust Ren in saying that, you know, because you think, well, why would he lie? Well, why wouldn't he lie? You know, (laughs) I mean, he has any 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 motive to lie. It's just, it doesn't matter to him. Um, dark side of the forest, hey. Um, and so he could be lying. So we still don't know the actual truth. Okay. And All and right. you're giving this you're giving people this like really cool sense of oh she's just like an everybody just like me you know. And then are they going to pull the rug out from under you? Well, but that's what people want them to do. I mean, Evan is one. <clears throat> Evan wants us to find out that he that she's someone special. Right, yes. but there's so many people who don't. So many people who say, "Oh, that's so perfect. She's nobody." Yeah, like you know, me. that's awesome. Like, yes, and then when the the rug is pulled out from under you, if it is, is it going to be like, "Oh, they ruined her character"? Well, it depends on how. Uh, depends on what they do. Exactly, but there's going to be people. If they do, there's going to be people who are like, "Oh, they ruined her character," and if they don't, there's going to be people like, "Well, Last Jedi ruined her character." So what I'm getting so from you is, you don't care or you don't know. It's it's just so up in the air. Okay. It's a non-issue right now, you know. Uh, so it's it's if if she is nobody, okay, great. Then she was like Luke Skywalker in the first three years of Star Wars. If she is somebody, 
okay, great. She's somebody, and we forget to find out that, and it's probably going to be interesting. Yeah. You know, well, let's hope. <laughs> so right now, it's it's just it's a non-issue. People are making a big thing about it, but it's like the bad guy told her that. No, the bad Don't guy you... told her, you know, it's true. Right, but you know, he didn't. You can convince I mean, someone, yeah, pretty easily by just using the the right words if you think if you're psychologically trying to trick them. But this is this is one of those things that when I go into the next movie, I'm going to be hoping that they do not go back on that. They don't retcon what right. he said. I, I absolutely you, you will. You don't want to. You do. I mean, Evan does want that to happen. That's right. I'm a DC fan. I like me some retcons. <laughs> no, and no me, you like you some exceptionalism is what you like. You, know, you, can't me, just be, you can't just be a normal person to be the hero. You have to have a special family and come ben, from something special. Ben, 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 when you're the child of the God of the universe, uh, I don't know. I just just like stories like that. Wow. (laughs) Well, I like stories where because we're (laughs) I mean, Evan, if you're going to go there, if we're all special, is anyone really special? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Psalm 139 says we're all unique. So we are. You, You are special and unique, just like everyone else. That's right. the, The point being. God uses us no matter where we come from. You know why? I I mean, God uses us from whatever our background is. When we follow him, he uses us. And we don't have to be someone special Mm -hmm. before we turn to him. We are special because we turn to him. We are special because he created us and he created us to turn to him. And And I can agree with that. But the thing is, all I see them doing is pulling on people's heartstrings because it's like, oh, is she normal? Well, Ren said that she was just a normal person, so it must be true. And then you have people like Evan, where it's like, oh, I hope Ren was was you know lying well, to her or shading the truth or something. So it's like, for, except for one thing, I don't know if they were pulling on people's heartstrings to do that. I think that they were actually pulling the rug out from under the people who wanted that, <laughs> like the the people who wanted it to be Luke's daughter let's say right there is or Obi-Wan Kenobi's, head. Obi-Wan Kenobi's granddaughter or, or whoever this person is, <laughs> they were there. I think that in some ways, Ryan Johnson is just like, how do I, what, what do I do here? I know I won't make anyone happy. <laughs> but in J in JJ Abrams head, what if he, he said, you know, well, Ray is, you know, the, the queen of the midichlorians or something like that. And, and that's in his head. And so when he makes the third one, it's like, I really had something super special for Ray. You know, it was going to be amazing. It was going to tie up all those things that didn't make sense in the first thing, you know, the episodes one, two, through three, and it was going to have ties to the original trilogy, but nope. Okay. I'll just go with, you know, I mean, it's, it's like, <laughs> well, but, but, and again, that goes back to one of the themes of this movie. And that is that normal people can be heroes. Mm-hmm. And that heroes aren't above normal people, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's, you know, Poe isn't more special than Rose. And, and Luke isn't more special than, than Ray, you know, the Luke ends up, I mean, talk, you know, we can talk about how it ends up there, but Luke ends up helping Ray to become him basically. 
the you know the kind of the last Jedi, right? And he, he is he is helping someone, and and you have then Kylo Ren saying you you don't belong in this story, you know like you you don't belong here because mm-hmm. of who you are, and and then you have. I think the realization for, for Ray is, you know, it doesn't matter. And, and, and to me, if she finds out that she's special because of lineage in the next movie, but then says it doesn't matter. I, I, I'm very accepting of that idea. Okay. But anyway, it's how they do it and what they do with it, that, that it comes down to for me. So. Now, what did you guys think about the whole, you know, Yoda comes there and, and destroys the little temple and everything and basically saying that the the force and the, the religion built around the force was basically what? Nothing? Just something Loved to, it. You like that part? Oh, yes. That was great. Because that the whole first trilogy, or the, excuse me, the whole prequel trilogy is about is about the Jedi order and how it is not living up to what it should be. And it's, you can see the, the cracks in the walls and I like how they're coming back now in this trilogy and in the, the rebel show and they're exploring that and you know, just because the Jedi are on the good side doesn't mean that the way they did things was the right way or the best way. And Yoda wasn't saying that the, the religion is nothing because it's, you know, he destroys the tree and, and to Luke, he just destroyed all the books too that have all mm-hmm. that, that stuff in it. But right. that stuff is not gone. Right. And, he, and he says, Ray already has what she needs in order to, to do whatever, you know, and, and, looking at it just by itself out of context, it's like, Oh, okay. So she just understands naturally, blah, blah, blah. No, she already has it because it's in the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, She's flown she took the away books. with the books. <laughs> right, but why would Yoda make it a point to show up to Luke to destroy his his sense of, you know, what he's been trying to preserve? I didn't get that part. For me, that was because Luke is preserving it but hiding with it. It's almost like he's preserving it because he can't bring himself to destroy it, but he doesn't want anyone else to have it. And right. so he's just there and he's, you know, he shut himself off from the force so no one can find him. And I mean, when he dies, the stuff is going to die with him unless someone finds it before, you know, before the you know moisture or whatever destroys the, the paper. And it's I think Yoda is basically saying, you got to get your butt off this planet and go yeah. help people, you idiot. <laughs> yep. That's what I got but, out of it, too. He's, he's giving him a kick in the pants. But, yeah, I understand that part. But why be why deceptive it? about it? Why not just sit down with him and say, look, Because Luke. Yoder's a stinker, man. He's yes, he is. He's a stinker. So the That's very why. last thing, he, he, he pretty much knows Luke is going to, you know, this is probably going to be his last ball game. And this is probably going to be Yoda's last time to ever talk to him. And he makes it into a big deceit. It's like, why would you do that? It's only Yoda's deceitful. a stinker. It's only deceitful from a certain point of view. That's right. Okay. And also, because he says exactly that he, he tells Luke that Ray has the books, but Luke doesn't read it that way because of the way Yoda says it. Also, 
Luke and Yoda are going to be hanging out for the rest of forever, doing stuff and messing with people. As, as Force as Ghost, Force Ghost yeah. yeah. And he's going to he's going to be like, you psychologically manipulated me to do what I did at the last part of my life. Yes, and he's also going to say that to Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're going to have a really interesting time, I think, in that force place. But, but here's the other thing. As as the tree is burning, they're just sitting together. And the conversation was not over there. I, I, I don't know what else was said. I don't know what else would have been said. But their conversation did not stop with that moment. They sat there together, and they were having a moment together. And yep. what Yoda was saying was to get Luke motivated to actually act just act you know yeah i really like the yoda part that's one of my favorite parts in the movie it does break down it's not i mean there are you know spiritually and and truthinessly whatever there it does break down it's not perfect but it is it is a really really good scene and, and a fun scene with with a character you like and a surprise too i did not expect yoda when i went and saw it the first and time. puppet Yoda, no less. Yeah, yeah. Well, was it a puppet? It, yeah, he was. But that's because, as a Force ghost, at, when he died, he was able to choose what he looked like that's as right. a ghost. That's and right. So that's right. He's like, I want to look like a puppet, not a CGI creation. I would choose puppet me if I could. Oh you know, my in the goodness! Idea if I could choose what I looked like, yeah, puppet, puppet me would, would be awesome. a puppet. <laughs> that would be awesome, man. No, I would pick late '90s CGI me. Oh, and, and, and <laughs> we would just stare at you and just be like, "Ah, oh, there's just something off about him." Just a little bit. At least you'd be looking at us and be like, "Oh, they're puppets." I could totally tell they're puppets, <laughs> and we're like, "Yeah, you know why you could totally tell we're puppets? Because we're not trying because to be anything puppets. else. We're trying to be puppets." <laughs> late '90s CGI man. You're trying to be something else, and you are not pulling it off, man. <laughs> oh, man. You want to talk about some uh, uncanny valley. My wife and I just watched The Greatest Showman, and there's a, there's a little person in that movie, and they're doing, st- they're doing some stuff with him to either make him more little or they're doing stuff with his face, and it's just they're doing something with his computers, and it does not look good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's too bad. What did I just see yeah. recently that there was a guy? It was bugging me the whole time. Oh, what was it? Something I just watched recently where I'm watching. I'm just like, oh, that is that guy looks. That does not look good. Was it the Hulk and Thor? <laughs> no, no. You sure? No, that wasn't recent enough. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so from our outline, we, we, we've talked about how our, our view of the film has changed after the second viewing. We discussed some stuff we haven't covered already. Is there anything else that we haven't covered already that we'd like to cover? Yes. Okay. Shoot, when I man. first Okay, I heard about this like a week after I saw the movie, <laughs> and it's the bombing sequence. How are they bombing stuff in space? <laughs> And With not only the... that, they're like falling to the bottom of a spaceship that where's the artificial gra- gravity in. The only thing I can say, Evan, is that they're close enough to the surface of that planet that the gravity is actually something. See, I don't they buy could that. Be projecting a gravity well down. Well, that, that could be too. Hey, See, I, I, Evan, I'm not saying it's I a good was... explanation. It's the only thing I can say. 
No, and there's I, gravity I, on the ship. And once things hit the atmosphere with no gravity, they keep going at the same speed. There's no friction. Right. So they and would that's just what keep I falling. would say. Yes. I, I was talking with friends about this and we came up with that as the best answer. And I can buy that. I don't buy the, well, maybe the ship has its own, or the, the giant ship is so big it has its own gravity, or maybe they're no. close to the planet. Eh. But I would buy, okay, there's artificial gravity in the ship, and since they're already started falling in that artificial gravity, they would be continued to propel forward yeah. once they hit space. So I, I would yeah. buy that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> It takes it, it a lot looks of awesome, extrapolation. Though. Yes, it, it does. It looks so cool. <laughs> I love the World cool. War II vibe of it all and the just the yeah, the, the Hercules bomber kind of feel of or not Hercules, I don't whatever the bombers were called, but yeah. <laughs> B fifty twos. Yeah. And so can I Jack. can I just can I just touch on one thing and mm-hmm. get just get you guys take because seriously, this was probably the part of the movie that I probably might have walked out on hadn't I been jammed in the middle of a movie theater because my wife, God bless her, I love that woman, um, bought horrible tickets. But anyway, <laughs> she did. But, you know, anyway. what are you going to do? Um, okay, so they they go to Canto Bite and then they pick up Benicio Del Toro, okay? Uh, don't join, okay, DJ. And he betrays them. And they get on the ship, and Phasma is there, and they're about to get, uh, about to get executed. And then the big explosion happens. And then, to the best of my knowledge, the only people who survive are Finn, Rose, Phasma, and her guards. And there's one ship that wasn't destroyed at the far end, right at the gate, at, at the at the bay door. And of course, that's where they need to go. They get into the big fight with Phasma and her guards and kill them all and then get to the ship and leave. Did that seem at all, I don't know, unrealistic? (laughs) I'm trying to be nice here because that was the part of the movie where I was like, oh boy. Well, Boba Fett got hit by a blind guy. Yeah, that wasn't great either. Shot, so yeah, that wasn't I mean, you know, the force was with Han. Th- that's what <laughs> happened with that's what Luke and Vader. I mean, Luke doesn't have to get a droid to pilot half of a walker to get to the ship, but he drags Vader to the only ship there. I mean, that shuttle. And no one else is taking. The yeah, ship. that's that's just it. No one else <laughs> took that thing. Why did no one else jump on that thing to get away? Uh, well. And there's still people, there's still stormtroopers and stuff running around, and they don't care that this rebel guy is dragging Darth Vader through the place, and none of them are taking the ship. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. So it's Star Wars. Something you they just their, gotta just gotta yeah. let happen. <laughs> they have their hero shields on. Um, I don't know. It was just. <laughs> you're just gonna go with it at some point. It was just too much at that point. It was like, okay. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm not one of those guys that, that you know, I, I, I a lot of people are talking about the because all the women in the movie and stuff like that. I mean, I thought Rose was really good. I, it was nice to see Leia. It was nice to see her use the force and to show that she's force sensitive and, you know, just to prove, you know. I, I mean, Laura Dern's character wasn't bad. She just had no... 
presence or authority or whatever, just to make it clear that, you know, the plan was going to work. It seemed like she was just too uh, put there just for that reason. And then her, you know, her, her sacrifice was amazing. And that scene was amazing, but it's sort of like, if you hadn't messed up so bad, it wouldn't have got to that point. You know, it's just like thing after thing like that was, you know, it just, it just kept getting, you know, built up on to a point where I was just like, and the foxes, uh, th those salt foxes, those crystal foxes, those were cool. And I really liked that they had an actual purpose, you know, that they found that little hole, you know, it led them out and stuff like that. It, that was neat. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, <sighs> why did you back yourself into that place? <laughs> and I mean, anyway, <clears throat> but anyway, it, it, that's, I guess on a, on a scale of one to 999, I'd probably give it, a zero. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Again, okay. I, you, you just—I I thought you were going to go with a five hundred or or four ninety nine, but okay, yeah. a no. zero, a complete wow. zero. No, no I, if if it was real, if I really had to give something, it would probably be in the one and a half to two star range, and that's serious because I do see those flaws, and I. I don't see them, you know, I, I can't just no prize movies anymore. You know, I can't just make up the, the, the reasons why things are happening in my head. And, and that is okay anymore. When I go see something like this, that's millions of dollars, they're going to be making millions or billions of dollars, especially on the whole, whole thing. I at least want logic and cohesion and it to make sense in a larger way that's outside of the logic of video games or outside the logic of, you know, whatever it is they're, they're using to, to do it because that's not what I want in storytelling. You know, the whole hero's journey, that whole thing with, you know, star Wars and the first trilogy and then the second one, trying to retell the, I, I can understand that, you know, it had a logic. And then this one, it's, if it's not going to be logical and it's not going to make sense in and of itself. And I, I understand this. they're doing some really cool stuff, I guess. I'm not, I'm not, I'm firsthand aware of it, but I've heard of it with like the, the novels, uh, the crate uh, appeared in like one of the novels and then in the, the comic book series and stuff like that. And I guess they're filling in a lot of blanks that way and sort of making it sort of like this whole, whole cohesive universe that they're using elements of. But for people who are just watching the movies, you have to, you have to give me a little more to put it all the way over. So, you know, I, I don't mean to, to rain on anyone's parade or anything like that. Just for me personally, I saw too many flaws. Starting it with a Yo Mama joke <laughs> did not help. Okay. I understand there's a lot of lightness and a lot of humor to it. And it's not, not as, I'll say, heavy as Thor was. But still, for a movie this 
grim to have so many jokey, goofy lines to it. I mean, it, it sort of was like when uh, when Chewbacca was was cooking the porg and the little one was looking up at him, you know. And then he yeah, like, dec- I didn't he like decides, that. He decides not to eat the porg. I thought, you know, well, this would be a, a good thing. Like he goes back into the Millennium Falcon, opens up the freezer, and takes out an Ewok and throws it on the fire or something like that. It's like, you know, they didn't do that, but they could have. And it probably, you know, would have got a whole bunch of laughs. And it just would have been like, you know, this isn't the movie for the laughs. This isn't the laughy movie, but that's what you got. So, I didn't like the Chewbacca eating the pork scene. Why not? Because it is like Chewbacca eating an Ewok. But the porks are what are they? Are they birds? Are they technically birds? I think they're mammal they're, birds. Yeah, they don't have birds. they don't have like an actual. I mean, they're not intelligent beings, right? They're they're no, more like they're a dog or a cat. Yeah, guys, when you there's clearly emotion. Yeah, there's clearly emotion in them. I don't know but why can, or how. You can, find, you can find apparent emotion in lots of animals. And is it really there or not? That's a discussion for another day. But In a sci-fi you know, movie, more likely. I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then Very you're never going to eat anything. <laughs> you know? I'm just saying. The, the, clearly, there was at least some form of emotional experience in those creatures. Whether or not those creatures actually had emotion or intelligence. I don't know, but they, they were very curious about the lightsaber. So oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Did you well, know the original, the original concept art, they were going to have that lightsaber go off and kill that board. I don't think that was a fish. <laughs> I, that was official concept art, but I don't think it was ever intended to be on screen. Oh my goodness. That was concept artists playing with the idea before. That would have been terrible. <laughs> it would have been funny though, but it would have changed the entire feel of of that, that whole, the whole movie. I think it would have yeah. it would have colored the, the rest of the movie. All right, so let's let's go to the last item here on our on our outline, and that is the state of our Star Wars fandom. Um, and I'll start. Here's my Star Wars fandom right now. I'm excited about the next episode because of just. I don't know where it's going to go and it could go anywhere and that's good. And it's bad at the same time. And I'm still not planning on reading any novels. So whatever with that, I, I am trying to get into some of the newer comics, but I'm reading the old comics right now. So my star Wars fandom is still reading the old comics, actually possibly reading some of the old novels, like the old, old novels, because why not? It's star Wars and it's got its own, yeah, the, the Thrawn trilogy? No, no. The Lando Calrissian <laughs> trilogy. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, old, old. I, I did Splinter of the Mind's Eye recently oh, yeah. and and Han started Solo the Han trilogy. Solo trilogy, and, and I've got the Lando Calrissian trilogy next to it that I'm yeah. getting ready to read. So, What about the uh, the original comic strips, Russ Manning and Yep, uh, I'm reading those ones. two right now. I'm awesome. reading those two right now, yep. So I'm going super old school, and I'm excited about super new school. But I'm not doing any of the heavy lifting as far as that goes. Oh, and Evan got us uh, season one of Rebels for Christmas. We watched that, really liked it, and so very excited to continue on with Rebels as well. 
Star Wars fan cool. still. That's the state of my fandom. Steve? You know what? I was just going to, you know, just throw something off and say, you know, something simple. But you know what? This is this is the reality of where I am right now. I, I wasn't I, I didn't uh, see any trailers, I don't think, unless I saw them in the theater and, you know, for, for this new Star Wars. I wasn't looking forward to it. I didn't I'm not the one that got the tickets. My wife said, you know, hey, you know, Star Wars this weekend. And I'm like, well, I'm working. So, you know, why don't you just take the kids? And she's like, but, you know, but, you know, you're going to come too, right? And I was like, you know what? If if it's at a time where I can't go, no big deal. And, you know, she's like, no, 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 you have to come. And I was like, you know, don't don't break your back over it. It's not a big deal. And so, she, you know, we eventually got tickets and and and, and it was a time where I was it was before I was going to go to work. So, you know, I, I was able to go. But if she hadn't done that, unless it was like, hey, kids, let's go see a movie. What do you want to see? Oh, Star Wars is out. OK, I guess we'll see that. It wasn't anything that I was excited to see. But here's the thing. I saw this movie as if it were just like another movie. And, you know, from for myself, you know, no big deal. Um but, you know, then I, I keep seeing these little things about the, the Han Solo movie and people are saying, oh, it's going to stink. Oh, it's going to be the worst movie. Oh, it's lousy. You know, oh, it's already getting bad reviews and it's not even out in the thing. And I, I sort of I'm, I'm like I'm the apologist for it. You know, I'm like, you know what? Why don't we just watch the movie and see if it's good or not? I'm not anticipating it being bad. In fact, I, I think it would be really cool to see a movie, it's not like I'm, you know, an anti-force. I hate the force. I don't want to see any of the force stuff. But a movie that doesn't really rely on that whole background. You know, he he he's not a believer in, in the force, so I don't think the movie's going to have a lot of the force in it. And you know, sort of like the, the, another backstory. As long as they don't do, you know, like the like they they did with the the prequel trilogy, and just try to you know answer every question ham-fistedly. And, you know, just do it that way. Just make an interesting story and let it play out. And you'll probably get to see parts of the, the universe that you've never seen before. You know, different things like that. I mean, imagine seeing Canto Bite, you know, 50 years before we see it here. You know, what would it look like? Would it look like, the, you know, the 1940s, you know, that that vibe yeah. to it or something? Cool. I mean, there's so many interesting things that could happen that – you know, it's. I'm not excited to see the solo movie, but when it comes out, I know my wife is probably going to want to get tickets. And if people are still saying, "Oh, it's the worst movie," or "It's stupid," blah blah blah, it's. I think it'll be the type of thing where I'm like, you know what? Let's go see it and make up our own minds. But that's about where it stops. You know, after after uh, Revenge of the Sith, when I realized how all six movies played out and how lucas was uh, we've talked about this before it just it's it's a different filmmaker making the, the the prequels than the original trilogy and he's trying to do different things and make the things mean different things and not picking up his own threads and it's just poorly done in so many different ways and not just phantom menace and there's there's parts of the the trilogy the uh, prequel trilogy that i like but just as you see it all put together, it falls so flat for me because 
this whole story about the the force bringing balance and all that stuff and i won't go on about it but it's just it just is not genuine to itself it's not true to itself so i i i looked at it and i'm like i i just can't put that much effort into this anymore before there was plausible deniability and now if this is the reality of it no thank you so you know since it was like i my kids hadn't even seen the movies for uh years and my my daughter was it was just like i think it was last year or two like a year and a half ago when i I, that they begged to watch the movies and so i sat them down and we watched uh four five two three and six and then they begged to watch the first one i found a a version of it with no jar jar so (laughs) so you know that's and and other than that you know i don't re-watch them i don't watch the cartoons Uh, uh, i'm sort of excited to to see the the rebels cartoons that evan you sent a list of like the ones that you should watch because they you know the a, like a, a must watch list it was really cool yeah um so i'm sort of interested in seeing that i'm trying to get one of my kids to be interested in it so at least i'll have a reason to be watching star wars cartoons and not sitting <laughs> in the bedroom honey i'm just gonna watch one more cartoon um yeah it just sounds kind of lonely <laughs> but um you know so that that's sort of where i am right now it's probably a little deeper than anybody wanted but no, that's <clears throat> that's it that's what we want all right evan all right well i am still a star wars fan i i am enjoying right now i'm really only doing the canon stuff the official uh disney canon stuff but so i'm, I'm really enjoying rebels uh, i can't wait for the rest of the final season to come out excited to see what they'll do in the future with animation that seems to be going pretty strong and i think they'll keep going with that um let me just say this about the last jedi okay like ben already said I don't hate this movie. In fact, if you stack this movie up against all the other movies in the world, I like this movie. I probably like this movie a lot. It just so happens to be my least favorite Star Wars movie. But it's still a Star Wars movie. So, so it'd be like, like saying like the, the worst baseball player in the Hall of Fame is still better than 99% of all the other players who ever played. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's I still like the universe. I like the characters. Um, there's some of my favorite things in fiction. Um, it's just this movie is not my favorite of them all, and uh, and I like the prequel trilogy. So when I say it's my least favorites below all the other prequel movies, well, that's not a horrible diss like it would be coming from somebody else. So. <laughs> um, but you, just for the record, you you like the Phantom Menace better than this. Correct. Okay. Yep. It's on the record. All right. Well, I think that's it then. That's this episode. That is the last episode about the last Jedi that we're going to be doing. (laughs) We'll be talking about (laughs) the last Jedi eventually more, but, uh, yeah, this is, this is the, this was our, our conversation that we needed to have taking some time to, think about it decide what we think and and get steve in on it so so yeah sorry about that (laughs) (laughs) so from here well who knows where we're going but uh we will be back 
we will be back. We'll be talking about some stuff and having fun like we normally do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, gentlemen, you have any final words for our, our listeners before we sign off on this one? Evan, what you got? Well, regardless of what you think about Force Ghosts and uh, Force Projections, one thing you could do is force yourself to contact dogwings.us and uh, get some quality graphic design work, logo design, or character design done from them. They produced our uh, uh, art for the front of our podcast, and uh, they are also the sponsor of this episode. So thank you, dogwings.us. You could also, uh, if your computer is crashing, you can force quit um, your program if you have a Mac. It's one of the rarely used force powers. Uh, Steve. (laughs) Wow. How how do you follow that up? You know, it's like, well, I think, you know, to, to stay on, on, on the, the theme of star Wars and the movies and stuff like that. um, You know, of all the, the, the American writers who have, you know, I mean, the vast body of work that they've, they've produced. Um, I, I sort of recall, uh, Stephen Vincent Benet in, uh, John Brown's body when he wrote, fate has a way of picking unlikely material. That, that's why I like the whole thing about Ray's parents or something. Um, <laughs> how do you follow that? I'll tell you how you follow that. I'm just going to say thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. And no matter what you think about Last Jedi or Star Wars or whatever, we just want to say Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David. Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jason Neal. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter where we are at strangeandalien or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is 1-804-37-ALIEN. Once again, thanks for listening. (laughs) Jokes? You got them!